Jesus really wants us to be free from sin. He really does. This is the heart of the Lord. He wants us to be free. And he doesn't want us to get stuck in sin just because it's become maybe a cycle or a pattern in our life. And then we get discouraged that it will never end. We still have to, to hand it over to Jesus. We have to have such confidence in him that he really said on the cross, it's accomplished. We need to understand his heart. He came from heaven to us and he went on to a cross. We need to take him at his word and we need to love him. We need to come to understand how much God really loves us. And we need to make room for him. We have to make room for the Lord and not get stuck in my own ways. We can't get stuck. We have to keep moving forward with the Lord. He says, follow me. He's not stuck. We get stuck in sin, but he's not stuck. He sets us free. So I was preaching wherever I was preaching yesterday. I can't even remember exactly or whenever it was, but I was talking about how we have to be satisfied with the love of the Lord. Two days ago, I was preaching this. We have to be satisfied with God's love because we can have within our own self bookshelves and some are God's books, his ways, and some are our books. And those books that are ours, that are not in conformity with the Lord's ways are stumbling blocks. They block the Lord. We get stuck. We get stuck and all of us can be like this. And then we can be frustrated when other people don't conform to our ways. And this is a problem. We have to follow God's ways. We don't wanna be frustrated because somebody else does something differently even when they're loving. They very well may be doing God's work and we're the ones who are not doing God's work or, or walking in God's ways. Jesus says the truth will set you free. He is the truth. And we have to surrender our life honestly to him. At every moment, we can never say it's enough. There's always room to grow while we're on this earth. Every moment, there's a grace that comes from the eternal one to remain in us. The Father wants his word to remain in us. He wants us to have room within ourselves that his grace would be completely able to fill us. We're a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to be humble. We really have to be humble at every moment. Every time we're before a person, we have to. It's not an option. It's an option in the sense that God doesn't force us but it's not optional if we wanna follow the Lord. Each person that comes before me, and this is a big challenge, I am meeting the Christ. How do I talk to the person before me? And I have to let go also of my insecurities because my own insecurities of fears of what people might think of me close me up and don't allow the grace of God to maybe flow as well through me because I'm worried about what another might think or because I have sins, I'm ashamed, and so I start to bunker down. Mm -mm. This is not God's ways. This is not God's ways. God came to raise up the downcast, 
to set the captives free, to shatter the prison bars, to heal the sick, to raise up the poor. He hears the cry of the poor. If God is enough, then whoever is sitting before me or standing before me is also enough in the sense of I should be ministering to them. I may not have the time at the moment because I have another work that God is calling me to do, but I can offer them a smile. And if I'm on the other end of it, I should give the person the benefit of the doubt that that was what God asked them to do and no more. If God only asked them to look at me and smile, then that's it. They did God's work. It's very important that our yes is a yes to the Lord, to his plan. And even at times we may have to say no to things, that's still our yes to the plan of the Lord. When Jesus frees the demoniac, I forget exactly where it was in the scripture, but he frees the demoniac and then all of a sudden the demoniac says, let me come with you, Lord. And Jesus says, no. Go back to your town and tell them how much God has shown you in mercy. Jesus said no, because Jesus only does what his father asks. And that was the plan. If that man doesn't go back into his town, God doesn't have to send somebody else to tell them the good news. We're the ones who have to change. God doesn't have to change. God does not change. God is always good. God is always love. We have to change. We have to hand over what's on our bookshelves that are our own. Our sins, our misery, and our own plans. And sometimes the plans that are in our mind are God's plans. And then sometimes they're not. And that's fine. We don't always understand exactly perfectly in the moment what God is asking, but what we do know we have to do in the moment is to love. He will ask us at the end, how did you love your brother and sister? The amount of work you did, it, it only mattered if you have love. St. Paul says, even if I give my body over as a martyr and I don't have love, I'm nothing. Zero. So a person who is doing seemingly very small tasks in the vineyard of the Lord because they're doing what God is asking, they're doing it with great love, might be riding the heights in heaven. And if I do all this work and even give my body over in witness to the faith as a martyr and I don't do it with love, God has called us to cooperate and to participate in his work. It's his work. And he, has, he shows us the dignity of ourself to let us participate. He created us. He has redeemed us. He makes us holy and he loves to do that. He's not cheap at all. He's never cheap. And sometimes at our worst moments come the biggest graces or after our worst moments, if they're sins, right? He's still there though with us, even if we're sinning. He's not sinning, but he's there. He loves us and he's calling us back to himself. He did this for St. Peter, the first Pope. St. Peter, I don't know of anybody else ever, except for God who walked on water. St. Peter walked on water. He gets a bad rap because he denied Christ three times, but we have all sinned. 
Peter walked on water. When he got out of that boat and walked on that water, people knew, or they had a sense, I would think, that he's a leader. He believes in the Lord. He has faith in the master, in the teacher, in the Christ. He believes. Look at him. His feet are on water and he's not sinking. And then he has a weak moment, but he walked on water. He walked on water because God wanted everybody to understand that he is overseeing everything. He has the authority from God. What he loosens here is loosening in heaven, so to speak. That's a big deal. Only God can do that unless he shares it with somebody. If it's good enough for the Lord, it's good enough for me. That's the way I have to live. He picked Peter. That's who he chose. That's very powerful. When Peter probably received that call to be the rock and to oversee over the rest of the apostles and the church, you know, when you're put into a position like that, I can only imagine that having been a fisherman, that, sorry, this microphone is coming off, that he, his vision was all of a sudden opened wide and he could see the children of God. And his thought was, we got to get them home. We've got to get them home. We've got to throw out a massive net and get them home. Everything aside from sin, do what you have to do to get them home because hell is real. St. Peter talks about the deepest gloom who's reserved for certain types of people in their sin. Peter knows he's been given a massive grace and so he sees an ocean of people and he's thinking, you gotta get them home. You've got to get them home. The particulars will be figured out in the locations you're at. I'm not in those locations. The people who are ministering in those locations can figure out the individual circumstances. But as the, the vicar, as the pope, I see an ocean of people and people are in great danger to being lost forever. We've got to catch them and bring them home. My children have to get home. I would think in some sense that Peter had the eyes to see like the eternal father. And was he perfect? Absolutely not. But God called him and God gave him the grace to fulfill the office and the mission to stand as representative of the Lord. It's a big deal. I love St. Peter and my calling to the priesthood came before an image of Peter crucified. I don't know exactly know why. Could have been because my mom's aunt was a sister in Italy and her, her name was a derivative of Peter. And maybe she offered her life and her illness and she died very young before 40, I think. And maybe that's why, but it's really called me deeply to recognize St. Peter and that office, and it's challenged me 
as if God were saying, son, do you believe? Do you believe what I have instituted? Do you believe who I've put in that place? Do you believe that my grace is at work? And do you believe that you personally do not have the grace that that man has? And I have to say, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. I want to believe, I want to be happy, I want to be fulfilled. I want to believe that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I want to believe that. And I want to believe that what you say goes and that the church will never fall and that the gates of hell will never prevail. They cannot. The devil can't beat Jesus in an arm wrestle, so to speak. He can't do it. He can wound the Lord deeply, but he can't defeat him. Therefore, the promise remains. Blessed Mother, wrap us in your mantle. Help us to have faith the way you had faith, to pray the way you prayed, to love the way you loved, and to encourage the way you encouraged, the way you encouraged, I'm sure, St. Peter and the apostles in their weakness. You loved them as a mother, and you helped guide them back to the merciful heart of your son. Help us, mother. Be a mother to us now. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.